This podcast is brought to you by the badasses over at Buffalo Bayou Brewing Company. Drown ideology in beer. I can think of only one thing that could lift my spirits right now. Beer. 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 This is Drink of Ages on ESPN 97.5. The only show dedicated to craft beer, spirits, and music. Here's your host and luminary, John Denman. John Denman. All right, welcome everybody to another Drink of Ages radio show. I am your host, John Denman, hanging out for the next hour. We are drinking some beers, sampling some beers, and listening to some badass music. And if you have missed any of the shows and you want to go back and listen to them, you can find them on iTunes. Drinkofages.com, you can listen to all the old shows there as well. Uh, this episode of Drink of Ages is brewed up by Sweetwater 420 Extra Pale L, which is a pretty kick-ass Easy drinking any time of the year beer, especially coming up here in Houston. It goes down really well. Sweetwater 420, go out there and get you some. Tonight, we do have a busy show. We're going to have a fun show because, uh, of course, we are sitting around drinking some beers and listening to music, so it's kind of hard not to have a good time doing that. But from St. Arnold Brewing Company, Aaron Inkrot's going to be hanging out, talking about a new beer they have that you can find around town. Our music guest is Stephen James, and from Moody Tongue. Moody Tongue Brewery, a new one that's uh, down here in Texas, here in Houston. We have Jared Rubin. Hello, it's great to be here. Now, did I say your last name right? You did, just like the sandwich. Perfect. You're good. Man, there's an Irish pub that's next door. I'll throw them a bone <laughs> real quick. That They make one killer, killer Rubin. Uh, also on the show, we do talk food. Oh, great. Yeah, because... Uh, you are from Chicago. I am from Chicago. Moody Tongue Brewery, uh, now distributed here in Houston. Yes, we are distributed here uh, through Blue Bonnet. Which is, a man, they're, they're a fairly new distributor, but people really like them. Uh, I certainly like them. They work incredibly hard, and uh, they've got great relationships. We feel uh, taken care of. Happy to be here with them. Well, when you have a trooper like Tucker... That's running around, and he can definitely hang in and uh, take you to some badass places and enjoy the beers there as well for quite some time. Yeah, no, he's yeah. That's what we did on Monday and Tuesday, and he took me some uh, great food spots too. So I don't know, I'm well fed, and uh, certainly have a beer in my hand. We were talking uh, one of the first things he did was the beer dinner over at Underbelly. Yeah, Chef Chris, uh, Chef Chris Shepard put on a show. Um, started off with our lemon saison and an oyster roast. Went into the Nectarine IPA, which is what we're all sipping on right now, with some red snapper. And then finished it off with uh, Japanese A5 Wagyu beef, the highest grade. He had to throw down some thunder. We paired that with our uh, chocolate churro Baltic porter. It was delicious. Yeah, we're going to get into some of these beers that you're talking about because there's a lot of flavor in your beers, in which there's... You know, one of, the, one of the things about like craft beer that you want to call it craft beer now is everybody's pushing for these big bold flavors, different things. But sometimes they get a little muddy. I couldn't agree more with you. And I've got to tell you, man, this this uh, IPA that we're having now, it's a very nice IPA. I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, the sliced nectarine IPA. Uh, you know, I think when we create a beer uh, where where you are using additional ingredients, the most important. Part of the brewing process is to make a delicious foundation beer, whether it's a pale ale, stout, porter. That's got to be great before you you think to add any other additional ingredient. There's no additional ingredient that fixes a beer, you know. So that base beer has got to be delicious. 
With this, uh, you know, you talk about your uh, chocolate churro, Baltic chocolate porter. churro, Baltic porter. Yeah, and this is your uh, nectarine, sliced nectarine IPA. The a lot of food going on in there, but that's also because you're a chef as well. Yeah, no, that's that's how uh, that that was my my first career, and I don't, uh, yeah, classically trained chef up in uh, up in New York at the CIA. Spent some time there, and then out in Napa Valley, and. Yeah, that's the way I view beer, is just kind of liquid bread. Certainly not the first person to say that, but all the, all the flavors within it just remind me of ingredients I was using in a kitchen when I was cooking, and that's kind of how I approach it. And so instead of looking at different malts, I kind of view malt as bread and look at the hops as kind of fruit and try to build a recipe the same way I would be in a kitchen. Now I just pour it in a glass, and you know what chef would want to get to intoxicate people now, and that's, that's what I get to do. Well, then I, uh, you know, Facebook, you always have these little quick videos that pop up in the scroll. And there's a chef now that's put, well, it's not the only one, but the one that they made a nice video and he's supposedly making some pretty badass stuff, but with mm-hmm. weed. And hey, what was that last word you dropped? With weed. Oh, yeah, that's what I <laughs> yeah, thought you said. Yeah. Okay, go on. Yeah, and uh, so they make it look really nice. And one of the things they were talking about was the, the culinary experience because it, it hits you in all senses. Exactly. Well, I, I, you know, I haven't seen that yet, but I'll certainly look it up. But yeah, uh, being able to you know, entice not only the palate, but you know, aromatics as well is important. You know, we're, we're sensory human beings, and that's what gets us excited. And uh, yeah, I think now more than ever, we have an opportunity to kind of share our craft, whether it's through liquid or food on a plate or it looks like, you know, weed uh, as well. So there's a lot going on. It's not a bad ingredient. No, I mean, no, it's, and it's no. certainly an ingredient. <laughs> so, the, uh, so we're drinking the sliced nectarine IPA, which is 5.9%. Yes, it is. And, you know, we just the way we name our beers, we try to be transparent. You know, we start with the culinary technique, slice, then the flavor and aromatic you'll experience, nectarine, and then IPA for your beer style. So if you're a foodie, you'll know two out of the three words. If you're a beer geek, you'll know one. And uh, I don't know, some cliff notes before you open your wallet. <laughs> it's a good thing about uh, uh, internet is you have all that information. Anything you want to know is right there in your hand. But then it's like, okay, let's see what Beer Advocate says. Exactly. <laughs> oh, no, no, don't do that. That's awesome. Don't do that. That's awesome. Use it for uh, the power of good. But um, no, this beer is delicious. Thank you. I it's, appreciate it's, that. Uh, nectarine really comes out. Yeah. And it, not only the aromas, but the, uh, the, the, the finish. I appreciate it. And it's not sweet, which is important to me. You know, the goal at, at Moody Tongue is if we're making a beer, we want you to have more than one. And if, it, if it's too sticky or too, too bitter, that just kind of stops the, the consumption process. I would never want to do that to somebody. No, that's just mean. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break and listen to some Stephen James. And when we get back, we're going to learn a little history about the brewery. Moody Tongue. Cheers. Drink your babies. Be right back. Put your arms around 
Hey, good beer drinkers, John from Drink of Ages Radio Show with a badass beer for you to try. New Holland's Brewing Company, Dragon's Milk. This barrel-aged out comes in at a moderate 11% ABV and 31 IBUs. Aged in bourbon barrels, this beautiful beer has a roasty malt character with vanilla notes as the bourbon and oak rounded out. New Holland Brewing Company is new to Texas, and I highly recommend getting you some. Listen to Drink of Ages every Friday night at 9 p.m. right here on ESPN 97.5 for more beer and more music. The conspiratorial forces at Southern Star Brewing are alleged to have focused their energies on a well-defined objective, a delicious West Coast-style IPA. Conspiracy Theory is a new year-round 6.5% IPA brewed with Amarillo, Simcoe, Centennial, and Galena Hops. Let the existence of Conspiracy Theory IPA be proven in your glass or pick up a 360 can. Get ready to bring in the badass weather also with the Spring Pills, 
a new seasonal from Southern Star. Stop by the new brewery with open tap room every Friday, Saturday, and now open on Sundays. SouthernStarBrewing.com. In a sun-drenched field on the side of a quiet road just north of Houston, there is an old church, and inside this old church, something is brewing. That something is Back Pew Brewing Company, the Houston area's next legendary craft brewery. With two lines of beer, the Saints and the Sinners, Back Pew does things differently because it's the only way they know. With creative characters and bold twists, Back Pew devises flavors that are entirely unexpected but endlessly enjoyable. Visit BackPewBrewing.com for a list of watering holes where you can find your new favorite beer. BackPew Brewing Company. Hops are sexy. Welcome back, craft brew lovers, to Drink of Ages. All right, Drink of Ages, we are back on, and we're still hanging out from Moody Tongue Brewery. Brewery or a brewing company? Hmm. Which one is it? Let's call it. Or do you just let's, keep it Moody Tongue? Let's call. I mean, we just say Moody Tongue, but we'll call it a brewing company tonight. Moody uh, Brewing Company, so nobody. And you know, we start here at Moody Tongue. It's like, what exactly are we talking about? We're talking about someone with a discerning palate. That's what we're talking about. That's what a moody tongue means. That makes sense. Yeah. Anyone who cares about what they consume. I feel like we all fall on that boat, whether we like it or not. And Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I haven't met someone who doesn't have a moody tongue. <laughs> uh, some more than others. Yes, absolutely. Yes. So, yeah, we're talking with Jared Rubin. And Moody Tongue's out of Chicago. You guys opened up, I think, 2013? That's correct. Yeah, we opened up uh, down on the south side of Chicago in a neighborhood called Pilsen. Yeah, that's right, Pilsen. Um, that's kind of destiny. And it's, I think uh, it is. It, it was, it was. And it's a fantastic neighborhood, a lot of artists, a lot of musicians, um, delicious food uh, between dim sum in Chinatown and, and mole and, and Pilsen. So I don't know, for me, it's like the best of all worlds. I got the beer, there's tacos and mole, you know, Chinese dumplings and spring rolls. I mean, what else could you want? You know, a lot of inspiration. So uh, it's great. The Chicago community uh, it has been really supportive. They love food. They love beer. They love sports. And I feel like I have a lot in common with that. Yeah. So it's I, worked so far. <laughs> I think that's why a lot of people are going to be interested in your beers down here as well. The, um, the beers that you have out now, here in Texas, yes. we're getting three. Yeah. Right uh, now. That's right. Um, the Slice, the slice nectarine. nectarine IPA, the Steep Tempers Lemon Saison, and the Caramelized Chocolate Churro Baltic Porter. Um, yeah, those are... Uh, we're not a brewery that puts out a new beer uh, each week or each month. And the whole philosophy behind that is before I was the brewmaster of Moody Tongue, I was the brew, brewmaster of the Goose Island Brew Pubs in Chicago. My job was to make a new beer every Wednesday. I did that for about three and a half years, and I usually did probably more than one beer. So I know what I'm good at. I know what I can improve upon. I know what I should never make again, and uh, these are the first three. So uh, when we take a beer, we, we kind of look at the recipe and just continue to perfect it, perfect it, and focus on what we have, not what we don't have. Now, I mean, there's a lot of excellent breweries coming out of Chicago, and not a whole lot of them make it down to Texas. Yeah, let me tell you why. Let me tell you why we're here. Uh, my... My business partner is a Houstonian. Um, he's also my first cousin. So uh, we would come out and, and visit often. And for him, it, this is a homecoming, a way to share his beer with his friends and his family. And for me, selfishly, I get to work with the culinary community here. We've been incredibly gracious, and, and the food is delicious. So many different flavors and, 
and uh, almost like a melting pot of cuisine. It no, absolutely. No, no pun intended there. Yeah, no, but it, it absolutely. And you, then some of the places it is, they serve it in a melting pot because they <laughs> put everything in there. And yeah. it's like you might get chips, you might get you know a piece of chicken to dip in it. But it's but you're absolutely right. Houston, uh, from all the places I've traveled, I mean, there's some of the best restaurants. I, I, when I'm someplace for a while, I miss food. Mm-hmm. I started missing food, and Houston definitely has some pretty kick-ass places, and it's only gotten better over the last 10 years with so many more people moving, bringing so many different flavors to Houston. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree more. Uh, you know, three weeks before we started Moody Tongue, uh, Jeremy, my business partner, and I went down to uh, Kerrville and just ate barbecue for three weeks, turned the phones off, and... We just thought that would take us to the happiest place possible, and it worked. Say, it sounds like a pretty happy place. It was great. I mean, uh, you know, started in Houston, uh, hit up some good company, and then just drove down and just stopped at every barbecue place we could on the way. And it, it was great. You just can't get that anywhere else. No, you really can't. Uh, and no matter where you are, the barbecue is a little bit different. Yeah. You know, and then, but here, here you get, you don't need the barbecue sauce. No, you don't. No. Man, you don't need that at all. You got such good smoke and uh, just good good char, good spices. Uh, good it, peppery rubs. Oh, it was awesome today. I went to Killen's, and I had every single thing on the menu, and I wish I could just go do it again right Those now. beef ribs at Killen's? Oh, my God. The beef ribs, the brisket, the pork belly. I, we didn't have a miss. It was delicious. Yeah. Yeah, that's a... I like Killen's. Uh, it's not I, far I'd from like my t- house. So I enjoy Lucky that Lucky and often. dangerous at the same time. Yeah, you know, we only had like a 15-minute wait because I guess that's what happens when you drive in a ty- typhoon, you know, to get barbecue. Like, well well worth the risk. Absolutely. But yeah, that uh, we did pass on the wait. Yeah, Ronnie Killen, he has a steakhouse too right down the street. That's what I've heard. And I've heard on Tuesdays they have like a killer chicken fried steak. So I might have to uh, hit that up before I get out it, of here. It would be hard to order that though, going to the... Going you know, to a- I would honestly... The only reason I'm mentioning this is because I keep reading about it and people keep telling me, like, don't miss Tuesday's chicken fried steak. I'm like, uh, you mean the barbecue place? They're like, yeah, get the chicken fried steak. I'm like, eh, I may have to get some brisket on the side. Yeah. You know, chicken fried steak is one of those things that I I love chicken fried steak, but in my life, ever since, like, for the last 15 years, I was like, okay, you got to limit yourself on how many chicken fried steaks <laughs> you, you really need to eat. And so that's one of those that, that if I... Once a month on a Tuesday, I, I can make that a chicken fried steak day. Your chicken fried steak in Texas is our deep dish pizza in Chicago. There you go. You got to limit yourself. But, yes. Oh my God. But when you delicious. have it, Woo. that's a reward absolutely. from all the hard work you've done. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I tell myself too. Yeah, absolutely. And zero degree weather, you know, uh, deep dish pizza certainly helps when it's, when it gets cold. Yeah, Chicago. Chicago gets cold. There, uh, Astros were playing the White Sox, and everybody up there were. They did great, jackets. by the way. They that did. Was... Yes, finally. It's good to see Astros putting some runs together. But uh, yeah, they. Um, uh, everybody up there wearing jackets. It's strange. No, I mean you're like looking at the calendar. You're like, what's everyone doing with the jacket on over there? But yeah, it's still cold. It's still cold. I think we get a month and a half of summer in Chicago. <laughs> but we celebrate that month and a half, man. 40 degrees, everyone's in short shorts. That's it. Make it work. So uh, back to the brewery. What size brew house are you brewing on then? So we have a 25-barrel custom-designed DME brew house, uh, 14 50-barrel fermentation tanks, four 40-barrel bright tanks in a 10,000-square-foot space. So you've got a pretty pretty big space going on then. Uh, you know, we, uh, I didn't want to bump my head against the wall as we grew. Well, this uh, by the end of July, 
we'll uh, hopefully get our tasting room set up. And um, it's gonna be great, man. We got a huge brewing library, uh, a lot of barrel-aged stuff. Me being originally from Louisville, Kentucky, bourbon is certainly near and dear. So we've got a whole section of Woodford barrels, Four Roses barrels, and um, Woodford Four Roses. Shit, man, I don't even... Uh, Heaven Hill is the third one. So uh, we're, we're pretty excited. We let those things sit for a year, and we just set it, forget it. How much of that do you think we'll see down here? Depends on how much you want. We've got some uh, bourbon barrel-aged, Wood Reserve bourbon barrel-aged chocolate barley wine that we're happy to send down here, and also some of our uh, Evan Williams single-barrel uh, chocolate porter. It's, oh, man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty tasty stuff. It'd be good with brisket. I, I, I think it'd be pretty good with anything. <laughs> Actually, it'd be good with another one. Uh, MoodyTongue.com is a website. Yes, sir. And you have your beers listed on there. Nice little description. It's a real nice web, web page. I appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. We've been working on that. And, and uh, yeah, I'm happy you visited it. Man, well, I'm happy you, you're down here down here in Texas. Uh, happy to have your beer here in Houston and at Firehouse Saloon right now and then in Drink of Ages Pub as well but uh yeah man thanks for stopping by jared thanks Cheers. for hanging out thanks for having me all right we're gonna take a quick break listen to a little bit more stephen james and we get back we'll talk with aaron inkrot from st arnold brewing company Get along, but now we're laying back to bed. 
Tap Brewery, Houston's newest brewery and tap room. Actually, it's Houston's newest air-conditioned brewery and tap room. Located 10622 Hirsch Road, just 15 minutes north of downtown. Look for Boomtown Blonde, Tool Pusher Pale Ale, Hopper House Double IPA, and Honey Hole ESB on tap around town. But you definitely need to stop in the tap room for a beer and a burger. Tap room is open Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. SpindleTapBrewery.com. Get all your information you need. Hey everybody, this is John from Drink of Ages and a great beer you need to go try is Sweetwater 420 Extra Pale Ale. This tasty West Coast style pale ale drinks an easy 5.7% ABV and goes perfect while sitting by the grill listening to the steak sizzle. Grab a pint or pick up a six pack all over town and check them out at sweetwaterbrew.com. Listen Fridays at 9pm on ESPN 97.5 for more beer talk and live music on Drink of Ages radio show. If you'd like to market your business to the craft beer community, please contact Drink of Ages at 832-617-0201. That's 832-617-0201. Or message us at facebook.com slash drinkofages. Find us on Twitter at hashtag drinkofages. And get all contact and podcast info at drinkofages.com. Whether a startup brewery or distillery or you've been around for years, the badass folks at Cash Branding has to be your go-to source for branded merchandise and apparel. Cash Branding does it all, from imprinted glassware, coasters, koozies, tin tackers, and bottle openers to dickies and red cap work shirts, t-shirts, and caps. Their apparel decorating options are top-notch, offering embroidery and the latest trends in screen printing, using water-based and discharge inks to achieve that super soft feel. Artwork services and samples are always free. Why go out of town or use multiple supplies for your branded merchandise keep it local like we do let the badasses at cast branding the official merchandise sponsor of drink of ages kick your branded merchandise and apparel up a notch give them a call at 855-376-7638 or check them out castbranding.com 
Hey, this is Bruce Leslie, president of the Texas Meat Association, and I want to invite you out to the Texas Meat Fest. This is our fifth annual one, but this year it's being held at the Lake Conroe KOA in Montgomery, Texas, 1975 Highway 105 on September 24th from 11 to 7. It's $20 in advance or $25 at the event to get eight tasting tickets and a souvenir wine glass, and you get to taste meads from seven different meaderies throughout the state of Texas. We also have beekeepers, honey, beekeeping supplies, food trucks, vendors, and a bunch of really good live music. So come on out, have some fun, taste some good craft meats, and enjoy the day at the Texas Mead Fest. For more information, check out our website at texasmead.org. All right, this is Drink of Ages, and we are back and hanging out now. We have Aaron Inkrot from St. Arnold Brewing Company. Hanging out, buddy. Drinking some beers with us. Hello. <laughs> yes, man. Uh, let's real quick, man. Let's learn a few things about you because uh, you are brewing beer. Yeah. How long have you been brewing beer for? I've been with uh, professionally. I've been brewing beer for five years. Uh, before that, I've been home brewing for ten plus. Yeah. Um, my background, I, going back to college, I guess degree in music theory. But I've been a musician my whole growing up. But Worked in the music music industry for a long time, but always brewing beer during that time. And yeah, there's a lot of things that um, work well together between beer and music. Absolutely. So brewers are musicians, creative. It's a creative process in its own right, but it also has this very technical, scientific background as well. And when I got into recording studios, I realized there was this whole engineer process of of and when I was brewing beer at the time, I saw this connection of recording engineers are also these musicians in their own right, and that's where I kind of made this marriage of brewing as a cool industry that I should look into. And when I got tired of the music industry, I was like, I need to get into brewing. So it's, and it's worked well for quite a while. So, And, and, and most musicians that I know, they do enjoy beer. <laughs> so there's that. Yeah, yeah that, that goes pretty well together. I would, I would agree with that. Yeah. So uh, you're brewing, doing, making a lot of home brews, and uh-huh. so was your first professional brewing job over at St. Arnold? Correct. Yeah. Um, so yeah, 2011, and been enjoying it ever since. Yeah, it's and it's and the Houston craft beer scene has, in those five years, have oh, it's gotten oh, ridiculous. It's exponential, man. Yes. It's. Uh, yeah, I. Well, there, there's. Uh, let's see. We started the show just over three years, about three and a half years ago, is when we started doing the show. And even in that short period of time, seeing so many new breweries, so many not only just breweries here locally, but breweries distributing now in Texas, being able to get so much, that it's it's fascinating as a consumer to yeah, be able Texas to get so Texas was a wasteland much. for it was for for just import beer was pretty was pretty good, but regional or or any in state. Uh, U.S. wise, we couldn't get anything here. But in those, like you said, within those three five years, we've seen an influx of stellar beers. I remember when I was just home brewing and trading beer online, looking for Jolly Pumpkin or or uh, even Firestone and stuff like that. You couldn't, you weren't getting in the states, and now it's now it's shelf beer. It's just yeah, it's, yeah. it's on the shelf, and and it's still and phenomenal beer. It's still great beer, of course, and. and it's it's great it's great for us it's great for consumers but as a brewer that really respects those breweries it's fun to go to the store and know that I can buy a 
Firestone or a Jolly. Yeah, or, I mean, Firestone Walker, that was that definitely was one that whenever they decided they're going to start distributing in Texas, man, everybody was real excited. And now you walk by and you look on the shelves and it's just, there's Firestone Walker. I'm just like, all right, what else? What else are we looking at? Oh, yeah, there's a, what do they call that? Um, you're just desensitized now to all what's what's on the shelf now. Pretty I remember much. when Abyss was hard to get and now Abyss is just just sits there. Yeah. Just shoots. Yeah. Yeah, I think just, there's a bottle in the cooler right over there just, of just Abyss. There, and now so. that used to be something that you 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 want to trade for. But that's what like what, what we were talking about earlier before we started is just people just want what's new and they they don't there's they don't really well maybe well, it, there's that that people only want new stuff, but then it also shows just how it's so much good beer is available now. Yeah, yeah, yeah is yeah. the other thing. Yeah, that yeah you can get from the local breweries and everything else. Uh, now you're getting all this excellent out of state beers, which makes it kind of tough for you know some of the local breweries and things like that. You know, to keep the presence and keep everything going. But like you guys over St. Arnold, man, you guys have always made great beers. I mean, you guys, what's the anniversary's coming up? Yeah. Which is 20... 20... It's our 22nd anniversary. 22nd anniversary. And, man, so what we're drinking now is your Berliner Weiss, the Boiler, boiler Room. Boiler Room uh, with Pretanomyces, and then we added some raspberry to it as well. Yeah. So Boiler Room is a Berliner Weiss, and that uh, was an evolution of... of uh, I think we describe it on the website that we had... There was an overgrind of, of of lawnmower, and we decided to play around with we did the whole turn lemons into lemonade. And then we played around with it by doing a traditional Berliner Weiss recipe of adding a high percentage of wheat, and we soured it with a variety of different uh, bacteria. And so, um, what I'm really what we're really proud of with our Berliner Weiss is we're not buying a. Uh, a single strain of lactobacillus. We we developed our own in-house recipe of of uh, we did a blind taste of several different strains of lactobacillus, and we found the one that was perfect for Explain us. Explain exactly what lactobacillus is. Uh, lactobacillus is uh, is a bacteria that produces lactic acid. It's the same one that's used in sauerkraut or yogurt. Um, and so our method is uh, we take wort. We if you're familiar with homebrewing, you mash in uh, barley hot water and that's converts your starches into sugars uh and then a traditional brewing process you would you would strain that just similar to a colander with with spaghetti but you want that the residual water so that's known as sugary wort uh and then you boil it add hops and then you have beer but in for for berliner weiss you you what's up matt you strain a um we add we add bacteria to this wort and we, we acidify it and turn it in. It, we're watching, we're monitoring pH, and watching until it hits a specific pH. Then we, we turn the boiler on that, kill, that kills any of this bacteria. Um, so we never have any of this bacteria in our cellar, which is very critical for our process because we make all our other beers are clean beers. It's single strain yeast. There's no type of bacteria or, or wild yeast. So we're very critical with, with all our process. And all of our tanks are monitored with we don't want to see any type of this growth. So when it comes to boiler room, it's a very time-intensive process. It takes anywhere between 24 to 36 hours to sour this wort, and we don't want any of this bacteria in our cellar. And Because uh, that can completely destroy that, everything, everything else that you have yeah. going on there. And the thing about beer is so, uh, 
no, no offense to sales or anything like that. I'm like, we're, we're out of this beer. I'm like, um, give us three weeks. <laughs> yes. Because it'll take some time. <laughs> yep. And Boiler Room is, it's, like I said, a 24 to 36 hour process to sour it, and then it's got to ferment for two to three weeks, and then it's packaged. And, um, yeah. So it's, I might have gone on some tangents there for a second, but I don't know. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break because I need to get another one of these. And we're going to listen to some Stephen James. When we get back, we'll talk more about what you put in this boiler room. Mm. Drink of ages. Stay tuned. Town & City Brewing is a microbrewery in the heart of one of Houston's oldest and most iconic neighborhoods, bringing Houston worldly beers at a neighborhood level. The tap room and beer garden focuses on bar-like service with no need to purchase tokens or tours. Patrons can buy half pints, full pints, pitchers, and flights of beer. Bring your family, including your furry ones, because kids and pets are welcome. The kids can enjoy the house-made sodas. The kitchen is serving pub fare with brunch from 11 to 2 p.m. on Sundays. Live music two days a week and a farmer's market on the second Sunday of every month. Townandcitybrewing.com. One of my favorite places to go just got better. Rudyard's Pub on Wa. You need to go check out their new tap towers. 20 local lineups, 8 national crafties, 8 imports and ciders, 5 fancy pan specialty brews, 1 mead, and 1 cold brew coffee tap, plus a newly designed cocktail menu. Still have all your favorites on the menu for lunch and dinner, and don't forget about Chef Joe Appa's world-famous monthly beer dinner happening the last Thursday every month. 2010 Wall Drive, RudyardsPub.com. Have you ever wanted something so bad that you do just about anything for it? Well, that's exactly how we feel about you. That's right. AdamandEve.com wants you so bad. We're giving you 10 free gifts with your first order. You heard me right. That's 10 free gifts to spice up your love life. First, you'll get a sexy surprise for her. Second, an adventurous toy for him. And third, a little something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, you'll get six full-length adult movies on DVD. And number 10, free shipping on your entire order. That's 10 free gifts for you shy types who've never tried Adam and Eve before. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy, a sexy piece of lingerie, or anything you desire. Just enter offer code DRINK at checkout and you'll get all 10 free gifts, including free shipping. That's offer code DRINK. That's D-R-I-N-K at adamandeve.com. What's up, everybody? This is John from Drink of Ages Radio Show, and a local brewery for you to go out and try is from Cycler's Brewing Company. It is the 5511 Double Red L. What makes it a double? 7.9% ABV does. What makes it red? Well, actually, the roasted malts that they're used is what gives it the red color. 5511 is a medium-bodied beer that balances well with the piney bitterness from the hops. Available in 12-ounce cans and also on draft at your favorite places. Don't forget to tune in to Drink of Ages every Friday night at 9 p.m. right here on ESPN 97.5. All right, Drink of Ages, we are back on, and we're still talking to St. Arnold Brewing Company's Aaron Inkrut. Making some badass beers. Boiler Room. Boiler Room, that's what we were talking about. So that's that was, what we're drinking. That's standard Boiler Room. Yes. Now we're drinking... Now we're drinking the Brett Raspberry. Raspberry. So this beer was inspired by uh, the Boiler Room Bonanza that we did in September, last September, where we aged... We aged some uh, boiler room and Chardonnay barrels. We also added some Britannomyces to some to some uh, some boiler room. Britannomyces is is regarded as a wild yeast, and it's it has the unique ability to ferment sugars that are unfermentable by standard brewer's yeast. 
and which dries the beer out by also creating added aromas and it's really like a yeast on steroids yeah, I mean, it, it can it's, definitely it's, go through some. Uh, some it sugars. can also. What's also crazy? It can. It it'll metabolize alcohol or, as well as phenols and esters, which is. It's crazy. Yes. Yeah, yeah. and it's 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 pretty freaking cool. And and if, and as we're learning more about it, brewers are getting more interested in trying to, quote unquote, control it, and. Uh, um, yeah, it's 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 a fun yeast to play with within a within a controlled environment. I kind of look at Britannomyces like like a cat. You kind of use the cat analogy where just give it a home, give it something to survive in, and it'll typically produce a quality product. So we've, we've been playing around with Britannomyces for a while, and we've played with several strains, and we fell across a strain that we really, really love. Um, it's called Verdre, uh, Britannomyces Verdre, and, and uh, we pitched that with Boiler Room, and it created this really cool, dries the beer out further, um, makes it uh, very dry on the palate, and create the aroma is very reminiscent of a powdered cherry pie is what I like to think of it as. It creates a very cherry pit cherry pie. Um, and it's there's other strains of Britannomyces that will create funky barn houses, what the common one. But the spe- uh, specific one that we played with is much more fruity. Um, and then we added raspberry to it because it's delicious and it certainly is and it makes it a nice color too yeah and yeah it's it's, it's a very sexy color if you really don't have the uh, the visual representation on a radio show but it is a very sexy looking beer um, we used a, a pound per gallon of raspberry to to beer and that's a, a a lot of raspberries yeah it was a thousand pounds a thousand um, pounds I almost cursed as well just then <laughs> <laughs> yeah yes <coughs> But yeah, no, that's a lot of raspberries. Yeah. And uh, so at secondary fermentation for, with Brett for eight months, added raspberry. That was another month, and then we packaged it, and um, we're enjoying it now. So it's, so boiler room is, standard boiler room is acidic, acidic slightly sour with a nice lemon, lemon tartness. But with the added raspberry, it, it adds a sweetness while still having a nice sour backbone too. yeah definitely what, what i thought was interesting was um the abv stayed the same i mean raspberries come with a big a whole lot of sugar so there was no more fermentation to so we sat it for a month um just to see if there was going to be any more active fermentation um kind of our logic behind that or what we reasoned was this Britannomyces went through eight months of secondary fermentation and dried this beer out and we really didn't see much active so we probably and we didn't it was a fairly low pitch rate we didn't pitch much Britannomyces with on on the uh, boiler room itself our our speculation was that it there wasn't much uh, most of the Britannomyces that was alive was not enough to ferment it much lower yeah yeah it is definitely a delicious beer and especially yeah it was pretty warm out today yeah it came in. It, it came out a good, pretty good time of year, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. So, how much of this did you make? Forty barrels. Okay, so you made quite a bit of it. And uh, our standards, no, but for well, quite a bit of it, no. I mean, our standard batch for St. Arnold is 120 barrels, so this is a pretty small batch for us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But you guys gonna do any package of this, or is it just draft only? Well, we did keg only for this one. Um, 
we did, so we, the original inception of it was this small boiler and bonanza back in September. Then this is a bigger version, and there's, there's talks about doing a, a bigger one. But much, much we'll, larger. We'll see if that comes to fruition. What about other variations of this? What's we've, coming up? We've got some in, in barrels and up in the barrel room. We've got peach. We've got blackberry. We've got raspberry. We, we did at our Christmas party, we did what's called the Bloody Dagger. Our packaging manager is Phil Dagger, and his nickname at the brewery is Dagger, and we did a blackberry raspberry version. We thought that was inappropriate. And he loved he loved it so much that it was like, we got to pay homage to Dagger and call it the Bloody Dagger. And That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Also, call it, think about calling it Barry, Barry uh, Manilow because it's – Couple different berries. Berry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, These are secrets I should probably keep at the brewery, but I don't know. Yeah, no, no. Uh, there, there was. I was about to take some. There's jokes. darker ones, if, but I can't share that here, though. <laughs> yeah, we are on ESPN Radio, and we've got to keep it. Keep it Disney. Keep it Disney. Radio Disney. <laughs> Aaron, man, thanks for coming, hanging out, man. I'm glad you're making some badass beers and you're putting it out there for us to drink. It was fun. Thanks. All right. The St. Arnold Brewing Company, the anniversary party is June 11th. 11th. June 11th. And the cellar is uh, the 12th, the The, following, the next Sunday. Yes. The next day. The next day. Yeah. Good times. All right. We're going to have Stephen James and Rich O'Toole in the studio here when we get back from this other beer break. Everybody stay tuned. Music segment sponsored by Spindle Tap Brewery. Look for their beer on tap around town or just go get some at the tap room. SpindleTapBrewery.com. All right, Drink of Ages, we're back on. And now, man, this is our music segment that is sponsored by Spindle Tap Brewing Company. Just about 15 minutes north of Houston. Making some badass beers. Go out there, check them out. Especially in the summertime because they do have an air-conditioned tap room, and that is important. Very important. In the Houston community, and actually pretty much Texas. Texas. Yeah, air-conditioned is nice. You don't like it swampy? What are you trying to say? Oh, man. <laughs> I, I just, it's swampy one of IPA. When, when you see people that settled here in the you know, 1800s and stuff, it's like, I don't know how they did it. Because I don't think it was colder back then. I mean, they talk about global warming, but I don't, I don't think, think heat it was the up. issue, though. No. It was more like, my son just died of the plague. They're not worried about <laughs> heat. Worried. I was like, oh, you got an air conditioning unit over there? That's cool, man. Yeah. No, they were like, oh, Coyote just stole my son. <laughs> that is a good point. Yeah. Zika I think that was, was a like whole a different thing. Yeah. You know? I, was like, oh, I got Zika. I got the cold. Yeah. <laughs> Sweating was a good thing then. It was like, oh, I get to you're shower. Alive. As yeah, long right. as you're sweating it out. Right. You're, you're, yeah. It's either sweat or bleed it out, one or the other. Yeah, well, let's talk about who's now on hanging out with us. We have Stephen James What's and up? Richard Tool. What's up? What's up? <laughs> there you go. I it's forgot my, your name. My name is Jim. Jim. Somebody, Jim. He's our uh, he's our, our co-host tonight. He's Excellent. A, hey, Jim. Great guy. He's a Houston hey, native here. He's been living here a while. And uh, he's an awesome. Loves beer, so if you love beer, you got to come on here love to uh, you know, yep, to the show. Yeah. Come hang out and yeah. um, sample some beers with us. Of course, yes, sir. I'm there. He's gonna add some moral support and uh, you know talk about the facts that need to be talked about. You know, sure. Well, I mean, we learned a few things about each other before we started the segment that we really can't get on air because my grandma listens to the show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, we know. Yes, <laughs> but let's talk about music for a minute because this is a music segment and. Rich, you were on the show, I think you said like four months ago. I remember that was a good time. It was a really good time, yeah. Hanging out. And now uh, you guys are doing a little singer-songwriter series. 
Robert Coon's up there playing right now. Yes, sir. Dude's badass, man. I like that guy. He's really good. You know, he was uh, – so here's a little trivia back home here. Um, me and Stephen James. Stephen James was a grade ahead of me in high school, and Robert Coon was three grades ahead of us. Uh, so yeah, yeah. we went to high school together. It's kind of like a hometown show, and it's good to be back home. We get to see our family and our moms and all that. So You it also works went out. to high school with Sam Wright, who is oh, – I know Sam Wright. Yes. The brewmaster. Yes, you know Sam Wright? I do know Sam Wright. Okay, talk about what, what we talked about off air. That was the dealer of what we talked about <laughs> off air. So uh, I know Sam Wright. He was, um, he was a brewmaster for uh, – Southern Star. But before that, he worked under um, St. Arnold's. St. Arnold's. Yes. There you go. You got the, you got the fact sheet. I, I, I didn't get a fact sheet. You know, <laughs> where was your intern at? I did not get a fact sheet. I need a big fact sheet. She took um, the night off. But uh, yes, he did. I knew Sam Wright really well. Yeah, and he yeah. was. He was. Uh, he lived in the uh, UT dorms with some of my best friends. I go there and visit him, and that's when I knew he'd be a great brewmaster because, man. He knew beer. He really did. He really, he really did. And was this like homemade beer? Uh, he, well, Sam Wright, this is a great thing because I've been wanting to talk about the rare. You just opened up a whole can of worms here. <laughs> uh, he he graduated the first of our class with a four point GPA. Got into UT with like a fifteen sixty. Uh, that what do you call that? SAT. <laughs> yeah, SAT. Um, yeah. The guy's a brewmaster now. So that if you're listening, if you're listening back home. Don't take the regular route. If you're smart enough to take the, the obscure route, become a brewmaster. Just do it. Don't BS around. Don't go make a million dollars on Wall Street. Be a brewmaster. Trust me, you'll get 50 with a gut regardless of what you do. So do it. it really, it's, it's a genius advice, I believe. It's really just how, how you get to that 50 and a gut. You know, how, really how, how do you live your life? You can't drive there. a Maserati We're with a gut. No one's getting there. No one's doing that. Yeah. So, you know, what did you do along the way? I'm 33 in a gut, man. <laughs> Getting closer all that by the minute, man. I'm working on it. Yep. I've had a gut for 33 years. <laughs> Head of the game. Well, Stephen James, you have uh, Texas Girls. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, we just released our debut last year, our debut album, and uh, our single broke the top 40 in February. And that was, I just want to break the top 100. So we were just watching it climb. I got my amazing guitar player here, Shay Vivant, uh, just moved to Nashville. So look out. But uh, he recorded Texas Girls with me, man. And um, really, it's just kind of like a thank you. Like the Texas music scene is just, you know, we're kind of a little more rock oriented, kind of southern rock. And they've just embraced us. You know, I thought maybe the Texas country is like you got to have a cowboy hat and a twang and stuff. And there is that. But it's so varied. There's rock bands and jam bands and everything. So, man, y'all have just been amazing to us. Badlands has, you know, been playing our singles. So this new single, yeah, it's people are like, what's it about? Well, I'm like, Texas Girls. So you might like it if you're you're into that sort of thing. If you're into that thing. So it's been, it's just came out and uh, we're really excited. I'm not going to lie. I was kind of hoping that the the girl in the cover was going to be hanging out. (laughs) Yeah, me too. You got to come down to Corpus, man. I mean, she's in Corpus. I got to definitely come down to Corpus. We've got some uh, friends over in Goliad. Yes. Goliad Brewery. That's not too far. I remember Goliad. Great beer. <laughs> remember Goliad. Great beer there. Yeah, and they do make some great they beer. Yeah. Really good dark beer. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. No, Corpus is cool, man. You know, I'm from Houston. I grew up, you know, I went to Stratford, Rich, and Robert. We all, Stratford. Um, you know, so we get back here and play. But I've been in Corpus five or six years, man. I love it. You know, it's a great little music scene going on right now. A lot of cool clubs and bands. And, yeah, it's been great. Excellent, man. Well, good to have you guys stopping by. Uh, you guys will be out there on stage here shortly. Doing that as soon as Robert gets finished. Yes, sir. You man, know it. Man, uh, websites. Listen to more music. You got it, richotool.com. 
Uh, MySpace.com slash Rich O'Toole. <laughs> Friendster. Friendster. Uh, there's a guy that's dancing with my billboard on 59 and Fountain View. Uh, Good spinning, man. Everywhere, anywhere music's found, honestly. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, of course, man. Just, just Google it. Honestly, if you don't know where we're found, if you don't type my name in and find something... Then Google, Tommy, Google Tommy's going to come back well. and hit, hit you in the head with the tack hammer because you're, uh, you're, not, you're not there. So yeah, Thank you all so much, honestly. This guy be on the show. Anywhere, any social media you're on, Tubber Naaman, you're great. You're good to go. Jim right here, my co-partner. Tell me your favorite <laughs> yeah. beer. What's your favorite beer, Jim? Come on. Tell your well, favorite well, beer. Frankly, beer pick of, of the day, Jim. that Goliad dark beer. I forget. Their Doppelbach? Uh, yeah, I think it's El Presidente. Oh, Presidio uh, La Beer yeah. of ages good up in this. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> good stuff. Yeah. Loving it. Yeah. That's yeah. their black jefe. Yeah. It is tasty. Good. Very good. Chocolate bananas. Yeah. Yes. Is that it? That's yeah. really what it is. Yeah. It's very good. Yep. Yeah. It's tasty. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, you know, we're on uh, Geo Cities and uh, AOL chat rooms. And, uh, <laughs> Definitely. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if y'all remember. Every band in the 90s, their first website was on Geo Cities. Yeah, I thought like, I saw you on. Uh, <laughs> Once your 56k modem cranked yeah, to catch a predator, I thought you saw your profile on there, man. That's really great. That's really cool. Yeah, I, saw I need you to on take there. that down. Actually, any publicity <laughs> yeah, is good. It's publicity. honestly, it's good. Dateline's a big channel, honestly. <laughs> when you get a whole if you can break your episode. single on Dateline, that's a huge <laughs> oh, market. Man. Yeah, I want to be number focus, one on Dateline. Focus on man. that. That's, that's, that's the chart. Hilarious. A lot of people see that. That's hilarious. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. Now we're, uh, you know, Stephen James TX. That's my handle because there's a lot of Stephen James out there, and they're all imposters. I'm the real Stephen James. Stephen James and the Jaded got a killer band, man. We're playing all over Texas and uh, touring a lot with Rich O'Toole. Thanks to the Rich for having us out, man. Just taking around Texas and things have been great. So we're excited. That has been. Well, thank you guys Thanks for having for us, man. Hanging out. God bless you. I want to thank everybody that came on the show. Our music guest, Stephen James. You listen to his music throughout the segments and if you listen on Badlands. You got to hear, you're going to hear him shortly, the whole set. Uh, Rich O'Toole hanging out awesome, man. Dude's playing some badass music as well. From Moody Tongue Brewery, Jared Rubin, and from St. Arnold Brewing Company, Aaron Inkrot. Next week, we'll be back over here at Firehouse Saloon, uh, having some more beers. This night, come join us on Thursday nights, and then eventually, for too much longer, we will be at Drink of Ages Pub doing this wonderful show of ours. You can sit back and see exactly what happens, and it's pretty horrible, but it's a good time. Listen to the podcast sponsored by Buffalo Bay Brewing Company by going to drinkofages.com or on iTunes. Get out and get some sweet water for 20, and we will be back next week. Everybody have a good time. Be safe. Go Astros. Go Dynamo. Don't forget, drink the good stuff. Talk to y'all next week. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Be safe, Houston, and support the craft beer industry and your local homebrew supply store. 